Hi there, I'm Lisa Capala. Welcome to Where's Wilmington? And I have with me today a very exciting guest and a really good show planned for you. We have Mr. Mack to the kids at Chushing Elementary, but this is Patrick McInerney and he is a weather expert. I'm just naming you that. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. So I see you have a lot of goodies you brought, but first I want to talk a little bit about your background and so the folks at home understand a little bit about you. So you're a teacher at the Shashin School. Absolutely, yeah. So I started uh, teaching in Wilmington uh, about 10 years ago, uh, and then I, I taught for a little bit at the Woburn Street Elementary and uh, just recently moved back to Shashin Elementary. Nice. I've been teaching second and third grade. Okay, so where does the weather piece <clears throat> fit into your regular curriculum? Is this a separate entity for you? So our science curriculum, uh, specifically this year, is a weather unit. Um, in previous years, I've included uh, weather through uh, some stories that we've read in class or um, some extra little science towards the end of the year. Uh, and then this year, officially, uh, third grade has been learning about the weather, so wow. I've taken off with it. You got your own unit. Yes. That's awesome. What does it take to get that to be part of the curriculum, just as an aside? Did you have to submit lesson plans and so forth to get that to be a full unit, or was that a plan? So the um, curriculum has actually changed on the state level, uh, and so what happened was is that with the state level changing, some of the, um, the new science curriculum standards, uh, weather actually became a third grade state standard. Wow. Uh, and so then um, Wilmington has been using what we've had for our cur curriculum and then uh, modifying it and adding in uh, what we need as we get used to the new standards. And wow. so weather happened to be the third grade wow. unit. So by luck, that's, that's cool. where I was. So you must have felt pretty good about that. And I'm sure, you know, the whole staff was like, yay, we have a weather guy we can use. That's great. Absolutely. Don't have to farm somebody in, you're already there. So I understand that we have a weather station. It can also be called a weather center, a personal weather station, a professional weather station, but we have one at the school. Is that correct? Correct. So this is the um, Accurite Pro 5-in-1 uh, weather station, okay. which connects to uh, Wonderground uh, on the internet. And um, this is mounted on top of the Shawsheen. And so it's connected to um, my computer, uh, thanks to the Office of uh, Information Technology at, at um, the public schools. So my computer then feeds it to the internet. And so anytime, uh, even at home, if you want to look in the middle of the night. Which I'm sure you do. I do at times. Um, this is on and it's recording data. And then that data um, uh, produces a graph, which uh, the kids at school will analyze, uh, which is another third grade math standard. Nice. So it um, so serves two purposes. It's a science, but also a math component, which is great. Absolutely. And okay. it just sits on top of the building. So if you drive down 129 and look up, you'll, you'll see, see it. it. Yeah. So we had this, or the school had this, before you actually started doing the weather unit. How long have you had the system on the top of the school? So um, this is a brand new system for this year. Uh, the school had a weather station um, that was donated uh, in the 1970s. Right. Uh, it wasn't functioning, and so we wanted to replace it. So um, it was the Shashin West Pack that was kind enough to purchase the unit for us. Nice. Uh, and then with help of uh, the custodial staff at the Shashin, we went to the roof, and we were able to take down the old one and put up the new one. Nice. How long did it take you to set it up? Uh, it only took about 25 minutes. Not too bad. Yeah, and it was um, the what took the longest was just making sure that uh, everything on top of the building, the old hardware, um, the old mounting system, 
was properly in place right. so that it stayed up through storms. I guess the obvious question here is this looks pretty lightweight because yes. you can pick it up. So it's mounted on the top of the building. Do you ever worry that with weather issues it's going to fall off the building, fly away? Have there any been any mishaps with it? So the, um, the storm that we had this past October, which we had lost power and received about three and a half inches of rain, uh, w the weather station survived the night. Its uh, strongest wind gust uh, recorded was near 50 miles an hour, um, but some of the screws had pulled off the building. Wow. So the day after the public schools were closed, but I was able to get into the building with the help of the custodians, and uh, we went back up to uh, the roof so we could remount the unit to make wow. sure that it didn't tip yeah. over. When did your romance with weather begin? When did you start getting interested in weather? Uh, it actually started when I was a kid. Uh, I was very afraid of thunder and lightning storms. Um, I had a big fear and anxiety of thunder and lightning. I uh, had uh, always had this fascination with lightning and thunder. Right. Uh, and any time it happened when I was a child, I would hide. So as I grew older and learned more about the science, I decided that this was something that I was very interested in. So I thought if I tried to learn a little bit more of it, I could fear it a little less. Okay. Um, and it then became more of a, of a fun activity as I got older. All right. And so are you still afraid of lightning and thunder? Are you okay now? Uh, no, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm the type of person that um, will tell others not to go out in a thunderstorm right. and then I will find a spot in a safe place and try to get close to as possible. Yeah, there with so. weather. And what is this other item you brought along to show us? So this other item <laughs> here is, um, this is uh, a measuring four inch range, uh, rain gauge <clears throat> for um, what's called a Kokoros, which is the Community Collaboration Rain, Hail and Snow Network. Uh, it was started in 1997 at, at the University of Col uh, Colorado State. Uh, to measure rainfall and throughout the years it has spread to uh, volunteers. So it's a volunteer network uh, where you can sign up, um, purchase a four inch rain gauge like this, mount it someplace in an open area and uh, each day you can go on an app and record how much rainfall including nice. zero. Okay, how excited are you when you get the results or you see a big storm is coming? How, how soon can you tell from your gauges what's going to happen? Uh, so I try to um, use the National Weather Service to predict uh, what's going to happen uh, about a week to two weeks out. Okay. And um, I have uh, limited funds and resources, so I try to use what's free on the internet. Right. And uh, National Weather Service has a lot of mo uh, model guidance, uh, information, graphs, charts that are very easy to read. Um, and so I try to make my predictions off of that. So about one to two weeks, I'm, I'm okay wow. with the accuracy. Okay. What do you think about the recent storms we've had where we were told we were going to get a foot and then it was only a dusting and then we ended up having a couple of blizzards? How have you been dealing with all these weather changes? Uh, so it's very interesting to kind of follow along the national uh, media and, and to see the local media on the Boston networks. They have a lot more tools at their disposal. Right. And I almost feel like sometimes more tools may mean that there's a little bit more of a discrepancy. Um, there are several different weather models. There's the North American system, the European system, uh, the Swiss system. So each one of those uh, computer systems puts out data. And when you have that much data input, right. I think sometimes it can be a... Uh, a challenge to figure out what is the actual right, uh, right prediction. How have your predictions been? I have actually predicted every snow day correctly, including really? um, the non-snow days. Wow. So unfortunately, the kids have not been too happy when I say there's going to be no snow day, but right. uh, the staff is pretty happy when, when I come Wild. through. 
What is unusual about Wilmington's weather, or what have you found? Uh, you've been looking at the patterns. I would guess you've done graphs to kind of see year to year yes. where we're at. Are there any unusual things about Wilmington's weather patterns that you've found? Uh, I haven't found anything like particularly unusual. What I do find is that in the summertime, uh, we tend to get a lot of severe thunderstorm warnings. Uh, we tend to get a lot of predictions of severe thunderstorms, but they seem to skirt by, by either going through the north side of town and, and through Andover, or mm. they'll go just south. Uh, and, and then uh, it tends to be like on the, the Woburn-Bedford line that tends to get some of the severe storms. So. Uh, I've been trying to do a little of my own research and figure out what is it about, for example, uh, Billerica, you know, right. some points west that affects that particular area, the soil or the right. atmosphere. What is something it? Something yeah. in there, so the something that kind of affects um, how the thunderstorms either move or travel. Uh, Interesting. In, in about the five years that I've been looking at thunderstorm data uh, for Wilmington, uh, we have been severe stormed. Uh, warning a lot by the National Weather Service uh, and there have been some cases where there has been some damage uh, but not nearly as as much as the warnings would suggest. Wow now when you get your data from this what kinds of categories do you have? Do you have humidity, temperature, what else would we see on a graph if we were to look at the data that comes out of this unit? Sure so I, I have um, uh, data that records the, the rainfall, uh, wind gusts, um, I have data that records uh, the pressure uh, and uh, I have data that we record on that for um, just a, a change in temperature within 24 hours so if there's a dramatic drop in pressure or a dramatic change in the temperature from one uh, point in an hour to another point uh, it'll actually send an alert uh, to wow. my phone uh, and let me know that something has happened. That's cool. And it also tells you the duration, how long the wind gusts lasted for, I would imagine, things like that too, so Correct. you can kind of see. Okay, what is next for you with weather at the school? What's coming up? So what um, we've been looking at is uh, how our temperature has uh, trended down for from, from the fall season to the winter season, and now uh, we're waiting for the spring temperatures to trend back up uh, so we can sh uh, start to chart and right. graph uh, the 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 change and um, and give a visual of how uh, our seasons uh, affect the weather. Cool. What do you think is the value of having weather be part of the curriculum? What do you think is the value for the students? I think it provides a real world connection, uh, especially for math, uh, because when uh, we do have snowstorms, I've uh, encouraged the students to go out and and to measure the snowfall uh, and use a ruler so that connects to. Uh, measuring, which is a third grade standard. I think it also just allows them to, uh, I tell them all the time their homework is to look up in the sky uh, and just to, to sit and wonder and to think about these interesting science things that are happening in the world around them. So it's a real practical use and I think that's important to help the students want to learn more. Absolutely. When you see you can use it, it's actual practical knowledge use. Now if we want to get hold of you, you have a Twitter account, right? And you're pretty active on there. I so do. So let's tell folks about that. Uh, so my Twitter handle is at uh, AccupatWeather um, and so it's pretty easy to find. Uh, so it, it, the name started as a joke. Uh, my wife uh, said that I was accurate uh, right. and so she called me Accupat. So I joined Twitter as AccupatWeather uh, and I'll post uh, regular updates on there. Nice. Um, uh, daily updates or even uh, if there's a, an event, a storm event coming, I'll post more often. 
Cool. Any dreams for you of becoming a big-time meteorologist on the big scale, or are we just going to stay in Wilmington with this, do you think? I have had uh, thoughts about uh, joining the big time, yeah. but I love being in the classroom so much. Uh, it, every year that I have a new group of students that comes in, and, and uh, when I first start teaching the weather unit, there's that, that passion that I have in me for teaching and that right. excitement of the kids that um, the first kid that comes up to me and, and says, uh, I'm not really afraid of thunder and lightning storms and I want to learn more. That's you know, awesome. It really pulls at the heartstrings and yes. you go, this is, this is why I like to do this so job. So it's a labor of love. That's Absolutely. great. Absolutely. Any weather tips you can give us or anything general about weather that you feel we should know that might be good to know at home to either predict it ourselves or just cool stuff to know? Um, so the National Weather Service, uh, their website is a great place for resources uh, for both uh, for adults and for kids. Um, it provides a lot of the information that you'll see on uh, television uh, and it constantly is updated. So if you're interested in the weather and you want to um, look up uh, the National Weather Service, uh, you're able to, to learn. Uh, they have slideshows there that will teach you the basic nice. fundamentals. You could take a course to become a storm spotter, uh, wow. which is something that I've done. So if there is a, a, an event and um, there's damage that needs to be reported, tree damage or power lines down, um, you can take a course, they'll give you a card and a number, uh, and you can call it in and you'll become an official storm spotter. That's pretty amazing. Absolutely. Anything final you'd like to add for us, Mr. Mack, before you head back off to do some more weather stuff? Um, I would just say that, uh, you know, weather is, is always changing. It's very difficult to predict. Uh, it's very uh, intricate in how it happens in New England. We live in a very unique climate, um, so things do change. So when they do change, be prepared um, and always keep an eye to the sky. That is your best right. idea to see when Look things up. are happening. Absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. I wish you much more great weather stuff. I'm sure you'll have plenty with the weather that we've been having. We don't, it's supposedly spring, but who can tell, right? So thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much and for And I hope you'll me. come back soon. If, if a big tornado or something happens, you'll have to come back and yes, tell us all about it. Yes, I it. And I want to thank you so much for watching. You've been watching Where's Wilmington. I want to remind you that the next time someone asks you Where's Wilmington, you tell them right here and right here on WCTV. We'll see you next time.